It's definitely deeper than it's ever been. You know, you got you got drivers coming from all aspects of racing to, to join in and and take a shot at it, you know. So we're gonna have late model guys and NASCAR guys and I mean, as soon as you walk in that building you got, you got butterflies kinda rolling through your stomach and um, just a just a big event. But it's the fact that it's the golden driller. It's a little you know, the little driller that's, you know, the big driller outside of the building. And uh, I don't know, it just, it, it holds a different type of, of persona, I guess, in terms of, you know, the magnitude of the race. Chili Bowl uh, is to me, some of the most exciting racing uh, in the world, just because uh, it's, there's so much side-by-side -side action. And yes, I, I think this event is everything that it's made out to be. Uh, one of the best events on four wheels I think you're ever going to find. There's nothing like winning at Chili Bowl um, in general, even if it's a prelim night or the race of champions. Just to get on the racetrack is pretty special. Um, come in a main time, just seeing the crowd there. To come here and just do what we've done, you know, over the 30-something years. It, it's always fun whenever you get like a, a heavy hitter deep in the field that's going to come up through the field on Saturday. and You know, the the crowd there is just electric, as you know, and, and whenever they get someone who's coming up through the alphabet soup on Saturday, they, they get into it, and uh, it's something worth watching. Kevin growing up at the feet of Sammy and coming to this race uh, all his life from the time he was born. He's uh, been coming to the Chili Bowl. I said, if you're ever going to make five good laps, you better make them right now. People don't, don't realize how much this race really means to me. That's, that's good for our sport to actually race against the, the top race car drivers in the United States and um, you know it it's a, a little notch on your resume you know if you can beat them guys and got some good bragging rights going into the following year. Welcome to another edition of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. This is, without a doubt, the biggest show we will have all year, as it was last year. It's a copy-and-paste episode of Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, yet they're just as big a stakes going into this year's Lucas Oil Chili Bowl with Larson and C. Bell uh, going to face off in, of course, the main event with, with others like Justin Grant and and Timaz and Tanner Thorson and some of the other favorites at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. D. Welch, you are going to be one of those favorites. What is this, your 10th start in the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl? Are you excited about that? Yeah, it's crazy. I wouldn't consider myself a favorite uh, by any means. But, yeah, it's crazy to think that um, this will be my 10th one. You know, I I, uh, I never would have thought when I started racing just because of my path that, you know, I would, you know, be a dirt dirt racer and, and really get, you know, an opportunity to run multiple of these. So, uh, pretty cool to get to run 10 of them, you know, excited to be back with Chad and, and his whole team and, 
Um, you know, car's going to be good. Obviously, we know that, and uh, just going to be up to up to me to get it done. So, looking forward to getting out there next week. Lonnie Wheatley's pool sheet is yet to be out. We apologize. Uh, we are recording this Tuesday, January fourth, um, which he is most likely working on that. Looking through the prelim nights, though, Tuesday Larson's night. He is that night is absolutely stacked. It is got to be one of the most stacked nights I have ever seen in the history of the Chili Bowl. Kyle Larson, uh, Tyler Courtney, as of right now, is on that night, but Larson said he's potentially moving. Jonathan Beeson, it's Beeson season. Thomas Meserol, Alex Bright, Zach Dom, Jake Swanson, Buddy for the USAC National Midget Champion, the year prior's USAC National Midget Champion, and Chris Windham and Zeb Wise. <laughs> that is Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah, and and Sunshine, I believe, is switching uh, to Monday. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, and Tuesday normally, I mean, that's normally the night I've run, uh, and it's normally a little bit lighter. It's, I mean, they're all they're all tough, but it's Tuesday normally is a little bit lighter, but. Um, it definitely is tough this year. I don't know if there was, you know, I don't know if there was people that were thinking that Larson wasn't going to run Tuesday because he was maybe going to have to be at the NASCAR test or something. And so a bunch of guys switched to Tuesday. I don't know. But uh, when there's almost 400 cars, um, there's only so many nights that the good guys can go. You know what I mean? So at the, you know, at some point you're just going to have, you know, you're going to have a bunch of good guys, you know, and, and that's how it is this year. I mean, it's like, you know, Tuesday I think has like 18, you know, good guys or something. If you go down that list and every other night's got like 15 or something. So you're still, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a guy like me, you're still like looking at, you know, probably if you run top 15, that's a big accomplishment because there's just so many other good guys that you got to beat. So um, it's, you know, I, and I've said this before, you know, I mean, midget racing as a whole and, and especially Chili Bowl just keeps getting harder and harder and harder and, and with more cars and now the addition of, of the young kids um, who are fast, definitely, um, it just makes it that much tougher. So um, it's going to be an exciting week, no doubt about that. Yeah, it's insane. If you are saying Courtney moved to Monday, that was a great decision. Uh, some of the favorites I have marked in Monday are Cannon McIntosh, David Gravel. Uh, Jerry Coots Jr. Uh, yeah, but like Monday's pretty light. It's it's NASCAR night though, so Briscoe and Bowman are going to be pretty quick. Um, Chase Elliott, who we're having on the show today, he's also running Monday. That's where you said you're surprised Larson's running Tuesday. That's that is surprising. I don't know if it's uh, maybe it's a little like uh, you know, don't want to get out of you know his element or you know something unluckiness or whatever. Um, but yeah, he probably he probably should have ran Monday. Um, Wednesday, the, the, looks like the hitters are Rico Abreu, Brad Sweet, Kevin Thomas Jr., Colby Copeland, Colby Copeland, sorry about that, Blake Hahn and Ryan Timms. Um, you know, Sammy's still in there, you know, like Peck is going to be good. I'm interested in seeing Carson Hosevar and Jake Agopian, who's going to, you know, the wing, the wing to A-class uh, 2020 champ at the shootout. The Demons in there, Brooke Tattnall should be fun to watch. Uh, Friday. Justin Grant's going to be your favorite. Kyle Cummins locked into the feature last year in the prelim. Uh, Darren Pittman will be a favorite, you know, if that if that car's running in Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, I'm interested, you know, Johnny Murdoch's running that week. How about, you know, the most consecutive starts in Chili Bowl history or appearances, I guess, not starts. Not a main starts, appearances. Showing up to the building, the most consecutive. Johnny Murdoch, Casey Kane is with uh, 
uh, Underwood, right? Ryan Bo- Reinbold. Yep. Ryan. Yep. Uh, Corey Eliason, Ace McCarthy in his blue bus. Uh, Schumann should be all right. And then Robert Bell, of course, we got to mention him uh, on that final, you know, Friday. So Friday seems like Monday and Friday to, uh, are the lightest features. Well, and, and you know, the thing too, is that guys always switch. I mean, these entry, it happens every year. These, these prelim night lists come out and guys switch, you know, for one reason or another. So, um, you know, but like I said, it's like, they're all hard, you know, they're all, it's the best race car drivers in the world. They're all tough. You gotta, you know, and your job every time you're on the racetrack is the same. You just got to try to pass cars. You know, you got to get it. You got to have a really good heat race, you know, maximize your, your heat race passing points, you know, kind of the same thing in the qualifier. And then, you know, just try to go forward in the feature, but it's like, uh, you know, and and I'm as guilty of this as, as probably everybody else is. You go down these prelim lists and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be hard to beat. This guy's hard to beat. This guy's hard to beat. This guy's, you can't beat him. This guy's, you know, I do it every year, but it's like, you just, you psych yourself out. So you just got to show up and race and, and, you know, try to not get stuffed in the fence or avoid, you know, avoid cars spinning down the track like happened to me last year. And, um, you know, just go from there. Yeah. Anything can happen. There's no question about that. One thing can set you back, and it's just an uphill challenge throughout your prelim. Uh, so Flow Racing will be live, of course, Monday with practice in the morning. 7 a.m. practice, Central Time. I think we're going to record or uh, go live for a few hours, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but we might be live for practice, at least on social. Then Hot Laps begin at 5 p.m. for the for the Monday night prelim. And at 6 p.m. racing, Central Time. That's uh, pretty much the same schedule. I think we might start one hour earlier the rest of the prelim nights. So 4 p.m. hot laps, 5 p.m. racing um, for the rest of the prelims. That's through Friday. So that's, that's all that racing is on flowracing.com. Then on Saturday, we will have everything. So Brian Holbert said on uh, Midget Monday yesterday, sorry about that, ESPN. Uh, I guess I might be Baker Mayfield sucks uh, is my update there from uh, ESPN Live. Um yeah, so Brian Holbert says there's going to be a P main, a P main, like PB Herman, uh, P a P main, and so Flo will have from the P mains all the way up right before Mav TV goes live with is it D Welch is it C's and B's and A's is that what it is? Yeah, they take over in the C's. So I will uh, I will probably be watching practice session number one from the comfort of my bed because a good good part about going later in the week is you don't have to be there quite that early for practice because they do it by days now so uh oh i will uh i will not be in the building that early (laughs) that's good that is that is good for you i will be there unfortunately just like i was every single race of the shootout from 7 a.m until midnight every single night uh yeah it was not that treat you (sighs) <clears throat> How do you think? No, uh, oh, there's there's our answer. <laughs> no, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I actually had a bit of a call from Gateway that still lingered over to the front of the Tulsa shootout. I had been tested. Uh, I probably should have got tested multiple times because everybody's freaking out. But I had been tested before the shootout, and I was negative for a rapid test and a big big test too, where they stab your brain out. Yeah, stick a needle right down into your brain, and then. You got a lot. You got a lot of airtime on the on the broadcast. There, we saw you a couple times. There was so much track prep that there there was so much track prep during that event that they just like started playing all of our video content that we made, and then like yeah, they were showing me in my little uh, bikini 
my little uh, you, have to, you have to wear a little orange, little orange vest when you're shooting the camera, and it, let's just say it does not fit on me. That was a size uh, medium. You needed the two X size. Medium. That was yeah. like a medium. <laughs> yeah, that was no, that was not small. I mean, that was like probably like a two X size. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was uh, yeah. So hopefully, I'm I'm thinking about purchasing a new vest because that was that was rough. Get my own, you know, bring my own big boy sizes. That's what you probably do. a good call. <laughs> Just like when you get on the plane, you get that belt extension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more embarrassing. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Because <laughs> you want to breathe. I mean, shit. Well, you got to be comfortable. I've been flying Delta a lot lately just because, you know, Detroit has a good, you know, Delta. Well, it's the main Delta hub. Uh, Delta is the shit. Delta's awesome. Yeah. So much I'm, better I'm than American. Delta. I'm flying Delta out to Tulsa. It should be good. And I'm not taking a uh, red eye out because I'm done taking red eyes out of Tulsa. Uh, no, you're going you're gonna to sleep in a little wife. on Sunday. Shout out to my wife. It's her birthday in two days. Uh, we will not say how old she is because it has been a uh, pain point in the household uh, for a little bit. So, <laughs> But yes, her birthday is January 6th. Let's get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration, the Lucas Oil Tulsa Shootout was a tremendous tremendous success for not only all of those people that work the shootout but um, the broadcast crew as well on flow racing you got to give a hat shake to them they literally put in like 15 to 19 hour days throughout the entire week of the tulsa shootout never once going off air so uh we we, we should mention them sun dollar is um based in carmel indiana jason is a contractor that will help you with uh, water, fire, mold, restoration, damage, any kind of big damage you have on your house or um, your property, you know, your, your business property or whatever. He'll, he'll get with your insurance company and they'll uh, figure it out for you and you won't have to pay anything. Just let the insurance company pay for it. That's at sundollar.net. Uh, what did you like from the shootout? Who who were some of the guys that stood out to you? Oh, man. Um, uh, I mean, a lot. I mean, I, I was going to give my hat shake to Emerson Axum just – uh, you know, for, for his efforts, obviously all week, I mean, he won, uh, you know, won one of them and then, you know, about one, another one. Um, and then, you know, flipped his Richard off, you know, after the checkered and, uh, you know, still was hard charger, I think in both of the other races. So, um, he was impressive. And, uh, I mean, there were so many other, you know, cool stories. I mean, Jeffrey Newell, um, you know, winning was, was a, you know, was a super good feel good story. Uh, you know, just cause he's a local guy, he's, he's been around forever, you know, racing micros and everything else around Oklahoma and, um, had never won one before. So, um, I thought that was cool. And, uh, it just a, just a cool event, man. I mean, I think it, you know, Holbert posted on Facebook. I saw the other day that like his first, one of those first shootout that he did was in 2011. And they had like 790 cars or something in 140 races and this year they had over 1700 cars and you know 360 races so in 10 years you know it's it's grown uh you know by more than it's double so it, it's, yeah it's, it's too much right like we got, so it is it's a lot it's, it's a lot entries, but, you know? yeah it's a lot it is and it, it's a lot when you're there for that and then you come home and you've got 
you know, a week and then you got to turn right around and go back out and do it again. But it's a cool event. You know, I think it, I think it's, it's awesome that guys like Kyle Bush, you know, I thought he was obviously impressive, you know, um, you know, at the beginning. And then, you know, as, as he said, kind of got humble later in the week, which is, is to be expected. But um, I think it's just cool that, you know, guys like that, um, you know, want to do it and want, and, and, you know, respect the event enough to go run it. And, uh, and that goes for all the other NASCAR guys, you know, that, that race it as well. And, and um, it's just, it's a cool event. It's a, it's a great lead in to the, the Chili Bowl. It's, it's arguably as tough as the Chili Bowl, um, Tougher. you know, and, and those, those, yeah. And those golden drillers uh, mean the same to those guys. So uh, just a fun event, you know, it's, I'm glad that, you know, it, it's getting some exposure and, um, you know, some, some respect and recognition because it is really a cool event. And, uh, as I said, a great lead into to Chili Bowl next week. Yeah, I mean, if you're apples and oranges, obviously Chili Bowl is the toughest uh, dirt race in the entire world. But the shootout, man, just for, you know, if you race those cars, you know, professionally, if you will, or if you, you know, were just trying to get into racing, you know, the younger kids or whatever, those are the hardest aiming events to, to make in the country, I think. I mean, so many freaking cars, one little mistake, you're done. Like, it's just it's really crazy. And, and the emotion like Jake Agopian, um, has won a driller before. However, it was for DNF, the, the guy who won got disqualified. And so he didn't get to have the celebration in front of everyone, you know, the lights, the burnouts, the, you know, the, the spotlight, you know, and, and turn in turn four, um, you know, the cage stand, you know, the celebrating with the golden driller, like he didn't get any of that. And he got it this year. Um, you know, real, you know, he won, he won the race. And I thought that was the coolest victory land of the week. And also the kid with the mullet who did the Rico, uh, dive off the, off the wing. Um, Nunley, Jet Nunley, I think his name's, if I, if I have a kid, I'm named and, and I want him to be a fast race car driver. I'm naming him Jet for sure. Jet What if Nunley. he's Jet and he's, well, if what he's a, Jet, he's probably going to be slow because he's your kid. Well, yeah. Jet was not slow. Let me tell you, he put on a show in the restricted class and gets on top of the wing, you know, places going nuts, you know, and then he jumps into somebody's arms, like, you know, Rico BC status. Remember that? The chili bowl. And he comes out with a mullet and I'm like, that's cool as hell. Like, you know, put put those Rico shots side by side with that, with that, um, with that kid uh, in the shootout. Um, He, he deserves a hat shake for sure. Uh, Just congratulations to all the winners, six winners. At the Tulsa shootout, congratulations. It was a great week. Um, you know, historic nonetheless, you know, with, with the numbers. And um, the viewership on on Flow was historic. I mean, it was a very, very big week, and it was a nice appetizer leading into the greatest week of dirt racing in all of the world. And that starts this week. D. Welch, good luck. Your car looks sick. I love that. I, those are my favorite colors probably by far of any car that you've ever had. You think so? I think so. That's I well, yellow is my favorite color, and I think yellow looks great on race cars. So I'm excited about it too. Right. So it looks it looks really good. In per- yeah, it looks really good in person too. It's a it's a it's like a it's a matte black, um, you know, and the and so the yellow really really pops on it. It looks really good. Let's hope we're not getting shots of it with the rafters behind it. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> no, I I see you going there with no pressure, man. Just have fun. That's the plan. Yep. You know, it's, it, uh, you know, I'm at this stage, it's like, what do I have to prove to anybody? So I'm just going to go in there and enjoy it and enjoy the week with my friends. We've got a, uh, an awesome Airbnb that we're staying in with some friends and, 
um, you know, just looking forward to, to being out there all week and, you know, getting to be a race fan and then, you know, get to compete as well. So really excited to, uh, to get out there on, on Sunday and, and then hit the track Monday. All right, let's do it. We are presented by Quick Picks and quickpits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories from the brands you demand, truck, Jeep, auto, and ATV with fast free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's FLOWSPORTS at checkout at quickpits.com. Chase Elliott, NASCAR Cup Series champion, also the defending NASCAR Cup Series champion, Kyle Larson. They are next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. The next time we come back to this building, we're going to find out who's going to win the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. Will it be Christopher Bell? Will it be Kyle Larson? Will Justin Grant or Jonathan Beeson upset both of them? Let's walk around the pit area here at the Lucas Oil Tulsa Shootout and find out. Ask the famous question, who's going to win the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl? How's the corn dog? Good. Really good? Yeah. Who's going to win the Chili Bowl? Josh. Who's going to win the Chili Bowl? Uh, Kyle Larson, I think. I got Kyle Larson. What about Kaylee Bryson? She could win it. You can win the Chili Bowl, right? I mean, I hope so. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is going to win the Chili Bowl? Me. Are you running it? Yeah. Who are you running for? Jabbo. Nice. What's your name? Dominic. Dominic. What's your last name? Gordon. Dominic Gordon. All right. Well, give her hell, man. I will. That kid is confident. We got a football game going on here. Who's going to win it? Oh, oh, hit me deep. Hit me deep. Oh, oh. oh no, baby. What's up, y'all? Playing football? Who's going to win the Chili Bowl? My dad. Who's your dad? Chris Carroll. Chris Carroll's going to win the Chili Bowl. One thing I've noticed. This year, more than any year, there are more mullets than I have ever seen in the history of auto racing. And I attest that to Rico Abreu. Could he win the Chili Bowl? Possibly. What made you decide to get a mullet? My dad's hair. Your dad's hair? I thought you were going to say Rico. And Rico. Who's going to win the Chili Bowl? Uh, Jason McDougal. Jason McDougal. Great pick from Oklahoma. It seems like you go towards the back of the building, it gets a little more rowdier. So, we'll see if everybody's having some fun back here. I see some party ladies in here. I'm gonna go down the line, I'm gonna go down the line. Who's gonna win the Chili Bowl? Kyle Larson. Tim's? Ryan Tim's is gonna win this. Absolutely, no question, when he does it, come over here and interview me again. <laughs> Who's gonna win the Chili Bowl? Me. You're not, you're not running the Chili Bowl, are you? Win. So who's gonna win? C Bell. Christopher Bell. Get back to it, boys. Get back to it. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Who's gonna win the chili bowl? I don't know. What about you? Um, I think Dalton. Who's Dalton? My brother. What's his last name? Moss. Dalton Moss is gonna win the chili bowl. What about you? What did you say again? Who is going to win the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl? Kyle Larson, of course. We got to go for California. All right. Thanks for thanks for your time. Thank you for not stealing Christmas this year. We'll we'll see what happens next year.
And we're back on the Loud Pedal Podcast. This is the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl edition. As promised, we have Chase Elliott and NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Larson. Well, they're both NASCAR Cup Series champions. They're getting ready to take on the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl as teammates. When did this happen? When did you guys become teammates? Uh, Well, to start the Cup season last year, I guess, right? I'm talking about Midget Series teammates. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we talked about it. Pretty early on last year. Um, yeah, I think after I saw that he actually had an interest in midget racing, it wasn't just you're know, one and done with it. Um, you have to run a Millbridge last year in Chili Bowl. And um, I've kind of wanted to do two cars with my team. I thought it'd be fun to bring an extra car out to the West Coast races and do the Chili Bowl. And yeah, just, you know, worked out good with Chase. And um, I think we had fun out there on the West Coast. It was a long week week and a half or whatever it was, but um, it was fun and Chili Bowl should be fun again. Chase, how do you feel now going into your second Chili Bowl with not a full year of of dirt experience, but a lot more experience than you had at this time last year going into Chili Bowl? Yeah, I think I was was just laughing at myself. I think Kyle's regretting his choice of driver in in this deal after our, our West Coast operation, but you know, it's been, uh, it's, it really has been fun for me as, as bad as I've done. I've, I have enjoyed it. Um, and I do enjoy the challenge of, of doing something new. I don't think any of that has really changed for me. So just, uh, yeah, just trying to get better, you know, and get a direction of where I need to go. I still find myself, uh, lost more times than, than found, but that's, uh, you know, part of it for some people, including myself and, and looking forward to Chili Bowl going back. And I do think it'd be good to have some laps there. And uh, I've seen the racetrack and been on the track and kind of seen some of the differences and how it is versus uh, how it is when it's ripped up versus when it gets slick and, and changes. Um, so I think all those things will be helpful. I'm looking forward to going and, and um, you know, seeing the place for a second time and hopefully hopefully goes a little better. Chase, what's the toughest part? Is it, is it keeping up with the track conditions or what, what's the biggest challenge for you? <laughs> it's all been a challenge. Every time I feel like I'm taking a step forward, I feel like I, I take 10 steps back. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's just uh, finding a little direction for myself and, and kind of knowing uh, what I'm, what I'm looking for and, and um, just piecing my, corner together properly I, I find myself just always kind of out of position or in the wrong position at the wrong time um i just haven't got a good rhythm of of putting my corner together to be able to replicate it lap after lap and then um that and then probably one of the hardest things for me has just been the the sense of urgency in in this style of racing is is very different from anything i've ever done um you know your high lap session is short you roll right into your um qualifying and you roll right into the heat race and and everything everything counts right right from the get-go um i feel like everything i grew up doing there was just not a lot of sense of urgency you know you had a bunch of practice um you had you know a lot of time on the track and then you would qualify and then you'd sit around for two or three days and then you might go race um, and you were racing on a track that was, you know, wore out and slick and, and 
the last 20 laps, you wanted to have some tire left. So there wasn't like everybody was wanting to go uh, run qualifying laps at the beginning of the event. So very different, not to get long winded, but uh, very, very different. A lot of a lot of things that have taken some adjustment. But I do think a lot of those things are very helpful for you uh, as a driver and other other forms of racing, too. Kyle, what's your guys's working role? I mean, and Chase, you can add on this, too, but we can start with Kyle, I guess. But I mean, what's your guys working relationship like? in this deal compared to the NASCAR stuff? And you are teammates on the NASCAR side, but I know that there's some things that, you know, you and Cliff probably do differently from, you know, he and Alan that you guys maybe don't talk about, but like, as you guys as drivers, like what, what is the relationship like for you two being teammates in, in this kind of deal? Honestly, the way you know, NASCAR had been with COVID and stuff, you know, there's times where I wouldn't even see Chase at the racetrack, you know, we'd be on the same racetrack racing with each other, but, you know, we wouldn't get a chance to, you know, like with not having practice and stuff, we didn't get the chance to debrief about how our car was and talk and work together that way. So we would really only get to kind of communicate in our competition meetings. Um, and then, so that was, you know, what I was looking forward to uh, running the midget with him is just getting to spend more time with him, kind of see how his, mindset is and how he thinks about a race car and how he thinks about himself driving that race car um so that was really interesting to see you know how when i and i kind of you know, knew it but how methodical he is with his thought process and um it was also good to have you know brad sweet was there um you know, while we were at placerville and he's a really good coach and just really good to communicate with and he can explain things way better than i can so um it was a benefit to have him there but yeah it was neat to get to spend more time with him and you know learn more about him as a racer um and, and i guess you know, you have so much downtime throughout a week and a half that you can talk about other stuff also yeah man just to add on to that i mean i think for me it's uh <laughs> i can't add on to conversations and and help as as much as i would like to um or as much as i you know try to on on the nascar side of things i feel like i i'm a bit of a thinker you know when it comes to the car stuff and and can um sometimes i feel like i can do a good job of explaining a particular car part of the corner or something um but man i i have not been able to to offer much help on the on the dirt front you know the conversations with kyle and paul you know, I, I learned a lot in my in my time out there in, in California, um, but I don't I never felt like I was really bringing much to the table um, when it came to helping or or making things better. So um, just me kind of being how I am, like I want to help, you know, I want to feel like I'm benefiting uh, everyone and, and I'm, I'm not to that point. So hopefully I can get there. I hope I can get to where I'm not a nuisance because I feel like currently I'm just uh, a problem. So hopefully that gets better <laughs> as time goes. And, um, maybe, maybe that'll start next week. We'll see. I think you've been fast. I mean, I think you're a little hard on yourself there. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess the question, I have a question for both. I have a question for both of you. Um, and this kind of goes to Kyle Bush running the Tulsa shootout this, this past week. And we were kind of talking with Larson before this started, 
What's the, I guess this is probably a question more for Chase and then Larson can maybe add to it. What's the draw right now to dirt racing? Like, is it the audience? Is it the fun? Is it the challenge? Uh, uh, what, what is the draw right now? Um, I don't know what the draw is. You know, I think it's probably a little different for everyone. I mean, for me personally, uh, it was just something I have never done. You know, I, I took a completely different path. Um, you know, dirt racing. I mean, the, the dirt late model side of things is uh, popular, I guess, in my region. But it, at the time that I was coming along, it was paved asphalt late model racing. I mean, that was kind of the thing around the southeast. Um, in the years prior to me coming along and then, um, I guess it probably peaked a little before I came along and then, uh, but was still really strong and, and really competitive. And I think that a lot of times is what drives a racer to, uh, race whatever he's doing in his region is what's going to be, what's going to challenge that person the most. What's the hardest thing to go do? What is the most competitive thing around me that I can go get in and better myself? Uh, and for me, that's what it was. So in doing the dirt stuff now, I'm just like, man, this is a, you know, something completely off the wall, something I've never really tried to tackle or go do. Um, and just to, to learn a new skill set. I mean, for me, uh, that that's really as simple as, as it is. And I've always respected it. I've, I've enjoyed watching. And as, as the years have gone on, I've become a bigger fan of it. Um, and I guess I became a big enough fan where I wanted to challenge myself and, and go try and be a part of it i guess that probably applies to to like the rally cross stuff and you know srx i mean obviously that's maybe a little more in your wheelhouse but the the rally cross stuff is is about as different as it as it can get right yeah yeah for sure i mean that that opportunity was was kind of different um that really kind of originated from a just a conversation i'd have with travis pastrana he you know when he was coming along he was trying to make his transition to NASCAR. Um, oddly enough, I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old and I was racing, you know, late models or I was probably 13, 14, actually. I was starting to race late model cars and we were starting to travel. Uh, well, when Travis was trying to make his transition, uh, Matt Crafton had him running some late model races and we ended up kind of running a lot of the same events. Um, remember racing against up in Berlin, Michigan and, and some different places. So we, our paths crossed and, and, um, kind of became distant friends, I guess, through that. And as the years went along, we stayed in contact. And he's like, man, when you, you know, when you really want to have some fun uh, driving something on four wheels, let me know. Uh, and then the Nitro Rallycross thing came along and he was very heavily involved in that here in the United States, trying to build it and um, kind of asked me about it. And I'm like, man, and I'm, I, I'm so far out of my comfort zone at this point. Why not? You know, I've, I've, uh, it can't get much worse so let's just let's do it and see how it goes and and had uh really had a lot of fun those cars are, are super cool and they have a great environment that that racing really reminds me a lot of a supercross event which i think is something that motorsports on four wheels probably needs um and it was a good good deal I had fun yeah you look really fast in those cars um this is a question i guess for both of you maybe, maybe more for larson we saw Jeff Gordon get back in a midget at Indianapolis this year. Um, is he itching? I mean, he maybe he runs the Chili Bowl, and then also William Byron. He's the only one that's not running on the team so far. Like, I mean, these two got to run, right? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't think I would ever 
I don't think Jeff would ever race a race. Um, and if he did, it would probably be, I would think, be with another retired racer. Um, but William, I, I could definitely see William, you in the in the future, getting into one. Um, you know, he's young. He's the only one of us four at Hendrick that aren't, that isn't doing it yet. So um, I could see him doing it. But especially, too, I feel like he seems like the type of guy who you would want to go test a bunch and stuff like that. And with Millbridge being close by, I could see him you know, getting into micro stuff first and um, getting his feet wet with that. But, um, yeah, it'd be cool to, to have him be a part of it with us, um, to have all four Hendrick guys race and dirt stuff would be pretty neat. So who knows, um, you know, between myself and Alex, you know, we own a lot of different cars now. So yeah, I think the opportunity would be there if he, if he definitely ever wanted to. Kyle, did you guys get new cars this year or is it the same stuff you've run the last couple of years? Uh, so the last couple of years I had Kings and then for this year, um, or this midget season i guess uh the off season stuff uh paul built some eagles um i i think that's what we're calling them i don't really technically know what they're called um but apparently they're like eight-year-old eagles so yeah we we struggled a little bit uh out west um you know i was you know happy when i won the second night there at placerville and then uh from then on it seemed like we just kind of got worse we're really bad at uh, merced um but you know he's He's got some, I mean, he's had, you know, over a month now to work on them since then. Um, he texted me last night and said he's done a bunch of work to the cars. So he expects them to be way better and way closer to you know, what we've been in the past. So that'll help my confidence confidence out a little bit. Because, um, yeah, I mean, after you're not running as good as I thought we would out west, you know, it can hurt your confidence a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to get the Chili Bowl. You excited with how the the week kind of plays out differently this year with the uh, race of champions being on Monday, so I can kind of get like a little test in before my prelim night. You know, Chase is running Monday, um, so hopefully we'll be able to you know learn something each time each of us hit the racetrack and and be really good come you know prelim night, you know main events and stuff, and uh, have a good showing. Paul is undefeated in that building, which is pretty remarkable. I don't know if any crew chief can say that in the history of the Chili Bowl right now. Uh, he's got to keep that record going, don't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's got a good shot. Um, I think Chase, Chase will do a good job for him on Monday night. And, uh, <laughs> we'll get him a good heat race, hopefully, hopefully draw a late pill and pass some cars and, and uh, do good. But um, – yeah, no, Paul Paul is definitely you know, the best mechanic I've ever worked with, especially on the dirt stuff. So, um, yeah, I enjoy having my own team with him. He works really hard at it. You know, he's not the biggest midget fan, but uh, he works really hard, and, and anything that he puts his mind to, he, he does the best job possible at it. So, um, yeah, excited to get back to Tulsa with him, and, and hopefully we can have a good couple runs for the both of us. Chase, I know you've gotten to obviously work with him, but you got to run the, the wing car as well. Um, what was that like for you? I mean, how did that compare as far as, you know, what you expected or what you've experienced on the on the midget side compared to that? Yeah, um, I hope Paul didn't care much about his record because uh, <laughs> we might ruin that on real early in the week. But 
Um, <laughs> I really have enjoyed working with Paul. Uh, you can tell he's a he's a sharp guy, and you know he. But beyond that, I mean, you can tell when someone cares, you know, and they and they want to they want to do good, and they they apply themselves, um, you know, and they want you to do well. So for that, I I enjoyed my time with him because he you know, you could tell he genuinely wanted me to do good. And he was trying to help me, you know, better myself, which is, which is nice. He could have easily swept that under the rug. So I, I appreciate his effort and look forward to working with him again. But um, yeah, the, the wing stuff was, you know, was different. Honestly, from what I expected, I think it was about what I expected. Um, you know, just from watching, I've, I've watched a lot. I mean, I watch a lot. Uh, of, of races you know over the over the year a lot of world of outlaw races and things on the weeknights i enjoy doing that um so just from watching that stuff is about what i expected you know the racing side is a little is definitely different i mean that track wasn't very big so i don't know that you got the dirty air side of things involved very much um but yeah i mean i thought like you know qualifying and stuff i thought went really good um the car uh you drive the car a little straighter, which I think probably suits me and, and just my tendencies a little more than what the midget uh, car wants or seems to want. Um, the racing, though, you know, again, I, I, I struggle. You know, those guys um, get in there and, and know how to work the track and, um, you know, just, just a bunch of fine details that, that would go on there in the race. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't know what I need to be doing. And then, you know, somebody slides you and you missed your opportunity, you know. So just that sense of urgency kind of coming back to that, um, seeing it and then taking advantage of it, making a change and doing it. You know, th those are things I just haven't built a lot of confidence in. Um, and, you know, it shows uh, in, in the races. So. You know that that race got going along and i you know finally got to the point where i, I started to understand messing with the wing so felt like my success rate was going to be higher if i ran the bottom um i felt like i was doing pretty good up top and then the top cushion got pushed off the track there in three and four and i'm like well i don't know what the hell to do with that so um now <laughs> i'm just gonna put the wing in the trunk and run the bottom because I, that was what i felt like was gonna lend me the best success so um i didn't know what to do once the berm got pushed off the top of the track and then kyle comes around and lap me and he's still running up there and i'm like well, where you know like where like where where am i supposed to be running so just just a bunch of small stuff that that i just um hadn't figured out you know i need to need to do more of it to to get there yeah it's, it definitely takes more laps and and that, that's the challenge with going to the chili bowl you don't get very many Right. I mean, every year, you know, a lot, all of you guys don't get very many laps at that place. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, I, I, about two nights ago, I was like, man, I'm going to start putting some effort in here. I need to get better. You know, I've flat out just been an idiot in these things. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a little better. So I hopped on iRacing and I'm like, all right, we're going to go to the Chili Bowl and make some laps. <laughs> That's going to be Worst, yeah, worst decision mistake. I've made. Uh, <laughs> worse, than, worse than going out there with zero experience was getting on iRacing. So um, iRacing is great in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't know that their midget at the Chili Bowl is very comparable. I it's thought scary. About, I thought you, on yeah. two, and I was like, eh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. 
Yeah. Can't hardly go down the can't hardly go down the straightaway without it turning over on the left side. Yeah. I was confused. I'm triple confused now, boy. It's, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That is... Um, Ty, do you do you want to go, or you you want me to jump in? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Chase, kind of big picture, watching like what Kyle's done the last couple of years, just as far as him racing more, you know, not even just racing NASCAR stuff or just dirt stuff, you know, racing just consistently more. What has that kind of, has that kind of been like an eye-opening experience for not only you, but maybe like some of the other guys in the NASCAR world that like, you know, not that it's anything earth shattering that the more you race, the better you're going to be, but it just kind of maybe reinforced that, you know, Hey, if we can go race anything else, no matter what it is, it's, it maybe is going to help us on Sunday. Cause you've done a lot of other stuff besides just dirt racing. Yeah. I mean, that that's really nothing surprising to me. I mean, you know, I, as I started to follow and watch the dirt stuff more, you know, four or five, six years ago. Um, I mean, I feel like Kyle's been doing that stuff for years. So that, that's, you know, it might be getting more attention now, but I don't, and maybe he can attest differently. Um, but I don't feel like, you know, it's, it's anything different than what he's been doing. I feel like it's a, it's a great practice to have. And if you have the right opportunities and, and, um, you know, want to devote the time and you have the time to do it, I think it's a great option, um, for you. So, you know, him doing that stuff is not, it's certainly not surprising to me and, and it's what he enjoys doing. And, and really that's what it comes down to is what you enjoy doing. Um, you know, I think Kyle's a good enough driver that he could not race a hundred times a year and still be really good on the NASCAR side, just like a lot of NASCAR guys are, um, just like guys could not race other things and go do their specific discipline and be really good at it, you know, 30, 40, 50 times a year. So, um, do I think it, you have to run a hundred races to, to be the best in NASCAR? No, I don't, I don't think you do. Uh, can it help you stay sharper in certain areas? Sure. Uh, yes, I, I do think it can, but it's really about what you enjoy, in my opinion. And if you enjoy racing and you enjoy traveling and, and, you know, challenging yourself and getting in different series and getting in different cars, um, you know, if it goes well for you, that can certainly help your confidence and, you know, keep you in a good headspace and, uh, all those things are great. But I, I, I think, I think a good driver can, can do a good job in, in their respective disciplines without racing a ton. I, I think it's more about just what you enjoy doing, but maybe you might disagree with that. Do you disagree? No, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, like, like I said, I mean, or like he said, yeah, I think, yeah, I think of a guy like. Joey Logano or somebody who's really good in cup, um, who just strictly runs cup. Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe he'd be better if he ran more, but, um, you know, he's got a family and stuff, which, you know, I do as well, but yeah, I just, I love racing. Um, like this has been a weird off season for me. I haven't raced anything since the West coast. So like in my mind, I feel like I'm getting worse sitting here. Like I need to be racing right now, but, um, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's, I'm not doing much different than I did. Like you said, you know, five, six years ago, the number of races is probably more, but you know, I was honestly maybe in a race car more back then, you know, with the days of practice and qualifying and stuff like that in cups. So, um, I don't know. I, I, it, it's hard to answer it. I love doing it, but 
do you do you have to do it to to be the best like you said who knows so um, I think it just comes down to your appreciation about racing for sure I've been dying to ask you this question pretty much all year Larson so the storyline obviously it's it's an obvious opinion storyline you and Christopher Bell going back you know racing for another golden driller at the chili bowl now from my perception and as friends of both of you like i don't think the beef is real like is it or is it not because the nascar writers seem to think it is <laughs> i don't know i don't know uh I, I don't really know how to answer that question i think i think we do or at least me speaking for myself like i respect him as a race car driver i think he is one of the best if not the best i've always said that and uh he's challenged me to become a better race car driver um you know because he he probably beat me in every dirt race i ran for three years um even outside of chili bowl so like that that really ate at me a lot and, and it made me you know, want to work harder to get better so yes i think i respect i respect him a lot for that um yeah, we've had some run-ins, I guess, uh, on the track, um, mostly my doing. So I'm sure he has feelings about me from that. But um, you know, we still always race well together. And, and like I said, I, I respect him as a race car driver. I like racing with him. It doesn't matter you know, what race it is. If he's in the pit area, I want to beat him more than anybody. And I'm sure the same goes you know, from to me from him. So um it'll be a fun chili bowl I, again i i hope you know, we're both up front battling for another win it's it's been um pretty crazy how we've been able to for the last i think five years now maybe uh kind of go head to head uh for the chili bowl you know when there's over 300 entries every year so hopefully this year is the same i think this year will be a little bit tougher than others um it seems like you know everybody's equipment just keeps getting better um and you know, I, I wasn't as good on the West Coast. He has not been as good um, in the midget, really in dirt racing in general as he as he was, you know, a couple years ago. So I feel like that kind of opens the door for, for others to be, um, you know, have a really good chance of winning also. There are a lot of other guys, but Bell is back in a KKM car. I know you race for Chad. Obviously, I race for Chad, so it's no diss on Chad, but you've beat him the two years he wasn't in Keith's stuff. So how do you feel now about him being back in, in Keats cars this year? Is that going to be a different challenge or about the same? Um, I don't know. It, it, they're both, you know, Keith and Chad, like you said, I've got the pleasure of racing both their stuff and they're both really, really good. And, and in that building, they're really good. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, this was before Chad's brought a bunch of midgets to the Chili Bowl like he is this year, but I feel like Chad's would probably have been a more kind of relaxed pit area with, you know, half as many cars or whatever um, racing. And that would feel nice to me. So um, I don't know. I, I As a competitor, I, I like him racing for Keith more than I would like him racing for Boat. And um yeah, I'm not sure you know, what kind of led into their decisions. I think there was a lot that went into that. But um, either way, it doesn't matter what car Christopher is going to be in, in that building, he is going to have a shot to win. So, um, yes, you know, he didn't – I don't know if he's won with Keith yet this year since he's ran with him, but he's been in contention about every night. So 
he's going to be good, and uh, he'll be one of the guys to beat for sure. Yeah, he wanted to coin with RMS. So he, I mean, all the equipment at the top level right now, RMS, Clawson, you know, KKM, Boat, like they're really all pretty close, um, it, it seems to me from my perception. Um, Chase, I guess I wanted to ask you this. There is a famous name absent from the Chili Bowl every single year, and it's a Blaney. When huh. is Ryan Blaney going to be in a midget because his dad was one of the most legendary sprint car drivers of all time? And won a World of Outlaw race this year, too. I mean, he just keeps adding yeah, on to it. That was a that really was cool the, moment that, that summer. That was one of the coolest things. I had the Ryan hour watching that race. We were in, uh, where were we? Was it Circuit of the Americas, I think? Yeah, I think Coda. Yeah, I think we were at Coda. And um, we were sitting there watching it, and we were both just blown away by that, by that which super cool. But, um, yeah, great question. I don't know. I, I've. I've talked to him about it. He actually came out there last year and hung out um, during the He's during motor. the week. Yeah, he he helped drive the motorhome back. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going to do that again. Uh, but but we did have fun. We had had a good time. So I roped him into it once. I'm not sure I can do it again. But yeah, I'd I'd love to see him do it. I actually think he'd do really good um, in a in a car. Ryan's a Ryan's a good racer and. Um, with all the background, you know, he's watched a lot of dirt racing and things. I feel like he would pick up on it uh, quick and, and do really well. But, you know, the Penske side is, uh, I feel like, kind of tough on those guys and letting them do different things. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure how much he's pushed it or really tried. Um, I feel like if he had a good opportunity, he would take it, you know, and, and go give it a shot. But I could totally see him being there at some point down the road. I'll see if I can't push him, uh, push him along a little bit. If I, if Kyle fires me this year, I'll see if, uh, see if Ryan wants to take my spot next year. <laughs> he wants, he wants to do it though. I mean, that's something he would, you, if he could, you think he would. I, mean, I don't want to speak for him, but just in yeah, our right, conversation, right. I do feel like he has interest in it. And I, I, I think he would. I mean, he likes to race and he enjoys, he enjoys dirt racing. He grew up around it. Right. So um, I feel like with the right opportunity and the right, you know, the right situation, I don't, I don't see why he would, uh, and, and if he was allowed, um, it's not going to cause any problems on his NASCAR side. I don't, I don't see, I don't think he would turn it down, but um, you guys need to ask him. I don't want to sign him up for something that he don't want to do. So you guys talk to him about it. <laughs> I just want, I, I just want to rip some karaoke with him at Lenny's or, or uh, hang out with him at Hard Rock. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, he might do that. I don't know. He's, he's settling down. We're all, we're all getting old. Um, <laughs> so was Dylan. Yeah, Tyler, you don't even, Tyler, you don't even go out anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see you at all. You were last asleep year. at ten fifteen on New Year's. You were asleep at ten fifteen before the I ball gotta dropped. prepare my body for chili bowl. <laughs> I can't be out here running hard two weeks in advance. I gotta get ready. You gotta condition your body for it. That's true. That is actually true. Two weeks leading up to yeah. Chili Bowl. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I conditioned myself standing in there for a week. <laughs> Well, we appreciate both of you coming on the show. This has been tremendous. Um, thanks thanks for everything, and congratulations on the success you guys had this year, and good luck at the Chili Bowl. Thank you. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Cool. cool. See ya.